hey. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We are back in the studio. This is Papa Don't Preach. My name is Obi, and I'm here with one of my best hosts, Mitch Keith. How you doing, Mitch? I'm doing good. Hey, that's good to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, Xana's taking some much-needed R&R, so you guys get Black and Stash, <laughs> part two, Black and a Business. Once again, I'm gonna Black. <laughs> and I'm Stash. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be investing in some new theme music for Black and Stash. I think we're going to go with something a little shafty, something a little funky. Like, Gotta keep that fun. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> so, how you been, Mitch? How you been? Busy. Busy? Busy. It's been a busy week for yeah, you? Yeah, indeed, indeed. That uh, is good to hear. Yeah, running around nonstop for work and, uh, yeah, here and there. Um, nice. It's been crazy hot. Boy, this weather's no joke. Yeah, no, no. I The AC in my car is beautiful. <laughs> like it almost gets like you're like oh i gotta turn this off i'm I'm cold that this is the type of weather that made me do things i didn't want to do just because i knew they had ac <laughs> oh, for sure we're going to macy's cool <laughs> mom's like hey we're going to the bank i'm like cool you pulling out a loan how long is it gonna take i'm bringing my game gear <laughs> oh game gear oh yeah throw it back throw it back what uh so you what what was the other what was the the last little one that they made, PlayStation. That was the place. Uh, it was what was called? I don't know what it was called. The PSP, I think it was short. Yeah, it was I just called the right. PSP. Yeah, okay. The PlayStation Portable. <laughs> <laughs> I never bought that one. I was too old. You know, I went to a PlayStation. I went to a, the PSP release party, and it was it was interesting. There was a lot of interesting folks there. I don't know why I got invited to that thing. I was young, and there was two bands that were playing. One that opened up was the Bravery. And I was like, who's the bravery? And I, they played a few songs. I'm like, oh, I know this band. And they were god-awful live. Oh. And then the next one that came in was Hot Hot Heat. Wow. And, bro, those dudes know how to have a party. I miss Hot Hot Heat. I don't know if any guys uh, any guys out there know Hot Hot Heat, but bondages, bondages. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing. Li- I, I will stop listening to music if the group, band, rapper, doesn't matter who it is if they suck live it sucks you're out of my playlist i will not listen to you anymore i don't care how much i love that song you gone yo i i 100 percent agree there's something that takes you out of an art like when you see an artist perform and they're bad live it, it takes you like you listen to a song you think about how overproduced it is mm-hmm. you're thinking about who does the backup vocals you're just like ah man this is garbage mm-hmm. this is garbage just disappointment that's yeah, complete very disappointment and then you get those other groups that are better live than they are on that like on their album right well who who do you think would be better that you've heard that's better live than on their album so there's two Mm -hmm. uh one was lincoln park like they were they were so so good live like (laughs) out of control dude i i always like lincoln park but i think lincoln park is one of the laziest successful bands on the planet they came out with Hybrid Theory, then they remixed it for reanimation, yeah. and then they remixed it again with Jay-Z. And people bought it. <laughs> <laughs> They're the Daft Punk of alternative progressive rock. And then uh, D12. D12, D12 oh, really? So good live. I've, I've seen them 
probably like rounding outside. Six or seven. Six or seven. outside. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think I have one yet that I can reach in the back of my hand and grab out. But I am glad that things are open again and live music is starting to go. I'm gonna. I'm uh, buying tickets to the Greek. Like I literally just. Nice. We're looking at a calendar. I'm just picking a day. I don't care who's playing, but I want to go see live music again. Like I've been lucky. I've been fortunate because you know we doing some of the singing shows. Mm-hmm. You know, so I get to see some amateur live performances. Mm-hmm. But it's still there's still like something about hearing the. A, a live bass slap or a, a live drum kick or somebody hitting a note you didn't think they were going to hit. Like, it just, it gives me goosey bumpsies. Yeah. Oh, actually, I forgot. There's two more, actually. Oh, hit me with them. Hit uh, me with them. Sun Little was really good live. Okay. And that was, it was nice because it was more I, of like I'm not a, familiar with Sun Little. Oh, bluesy. Um, you like him. Gary Clark Jr. is way better live than he is, like, recorded it just seems toned down so like when i the first time i saw gary clark jr i was like holy shit this dude see that that's makes the experience that much better like and uh who uh, the last actual show i went to was at hollywood bowl and that was uh leon bridges oh i love leon bridges yeah clap your hands now (laughs) he's really good live too okay so um, the last show, show I saw at the Hollywood Bowl was Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, you nerd, bro! He is but so he good. <laughs> he is so good live. He had a costume change for every song, stage change for every song. They would play a video between, like, a, some of his old and some of his new recorded videos between each song. He came out in his fat suit for "Eat It" oh, and was just segueing around the Hollywood Bowl. Oh my God! It, he, Weird Al, man, that dude is underrated. I agree. I, I mean, because he, he's got bores. <laughs> and I think it's he's so good. That's why the songs that he does the parodies on, everyone's like, please do it. Yeah. <laughs> they encourage it because they know it's going to be great quality. Dude, and his, when he did White and Nerdy, like, he had like. The cornrows. Uh, so he had like all these big buff dudes come out in Letterman jackets <laughs> and they're all like flexing and like knocking books out of each other's, like all these kids' hands. And then this. Dude was sitting at a desk, and at the time, you didn't know it was Weird Al. And then you hear the drums come in, like, and then he flips over his table. It's like, you see me rolling. <laughs> That's what's up. Like, Dude, see, he's good. Someone, he's he, good. Someone that puts that much, you know, passion and effort into anything. Hey, good that, for you. Yeah, I honestly, honestly say, like, that's, like, when you work hard and you put all of your energy into something, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude does parody songs, and they're amazing. It's fantastic. Been so successful for so long. So long. Like, this guy's amazing. All right. But anyway, I want to talk to you about some of the stuff going on uh, on the planet. Like, you know, the Gulf being on fire. That's always nice. Godzilla's coming out of the Gulf. Cthulhu. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Uh, New York's not doing so well. Nope. Like, uh, New York's flooding. The Gulf is on fire. We had a six-point earthquake between California and Nevada. I feel like the apocalypse is coming. It's... I mean, we've been talking about, like, the big one for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, we've been lucky enough. Other countries have not been so lucky to, you know, hit these crazy earthquakes that have hit Yo. insane magnitudes. Japan. Yeah. They've hit, they've had, like, two or three within, like, the last. The tsunami, like, took out Japan's economy. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking nuts. And, you know, I... 
like I said, we've been talking about it for so long, and you know, uh, we're still always looking at like Yellowstone, like just almost like, hey, shit, is this shit gonna blow? And I mean, eventually, I think it's going to. I yeah. don't know when it's gonna be, but you know, they say when that we have that the one that people are predicting. You know, Oregon's gonna be gone, Washington's gonna be gone, and pretty much like half of California, and that's a that's fucking terrifying. It is terrifying. Like before, I used to be like Mister Prepared, like for the earthquake. Growing up in LA, you had to be prepared for an earthquake. And then I turned my garage into a podcasting studio. So, so, so uh, if the big one does hit, it will be well documented. Uh, Rod, this is Obi signing off for the last time. Get that onto the cloud real quick. Hey, uh, I have a question. Do you did you used to collect baseball cards? Yes, you did. You yes. did. Do you yeah. have any? No. No. Are you thinking about getting any? The ones I want, I can't afford. So, like, where do you even get baseball cards? That's a good question. Uh, I think there's actually, I, the more I think about it, I can think of, like, one place that's sort of close to me. That is a card shop slash comic mm -hmm. shop. Um, but those are rare. I mean, they used to be everywhere when I was a kid. So, it was baseball cards. It was comics. It, freaking, it was pogs. Oh, po pogs. Pogs, man. Hey. Dude, you I do you remember that like for those of you who do not know, there was a game back in the day called Pogs. You'd have these little cardboard circles of all your favorite pop culture, funny like pictures, comic books, everything. Like you'd collect all these Pogs, and what you would do is stack them all up, and you, then you would play you, like three on three. You play three on three upside and down. You put them upside down, and then you take a slammer, Hell which yeah. is a big, heavy metal pog or a wooden pog. Depends what you have. It was a big, a big cylinder, and you would slam it against the top, and then whichever ones flipped over, you would keep. Mm -hmm. You collect. You collect them. And there was always this douchebag that had like a $200 slammer. It's like, yo, what are you doing with a, a Cadillac rim? We're playing pogs, bro. It's an automatic win. <laughs> <laughs> How many you want to put up? <laughs> See, I'm wondering if I should invest in any of those because I have my comic book cards still. I have all of them. I, is it going to be worth anything someday? Have I don't you know. Have you looked anything up? No, I'm, I'm lazy. I should, though. I mean. It's like t a couple clicks and I should find out. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is, you know, um, one of my buddy's little brother has like all the original Pokemon cards. All of them. He has like a big ass binder full. That's probably worth bang. It was sitting in his garage. You know, he went off to college. He has a kid now. And they went to go clear out the garage. He found his binder, and he's like, okay, cool. He's like, he was looking up some cards. It's like Some of them are like 30 40 bucks. Some of them are like a couple hundred dollars. And I'm like realizing, like, bro, you got like 50 k in cards mm -hmm. right here. Bruh. I feel like I just watched a video of something similar to where the what they went through with his collection of Pokemon cards and stuff like that. He had like close to a million dollars worth of cards and the, the guy's yeah. like hey you gonna you like are you planning on selling this or he's like no i'm just gonna keep on continue to hold on like why the value is only gonna go up i don't i don't ever see like any of those cards ever leaving or okay. going away like the value especially like we, you said you have your x-men cards yep like i watched x-men i watched the cartoon sailor I got her watching the cartoon. Although there's a there's a dude Gambit was a little creep, dude. Always oh, trying to fuck. <laughs> a little mon chef. Yeah. Let me touch you somewhere yeah. nasty, huh? 
Oh. Why don't you come down here and take a little look at yeah. my beignets? Always it was Rogue, right? Yeah, he's always going after Rogue. Yeah, and Rogue was Southern too, and she was feeling it, but acting like she wasn't. Well, because she knew if she touched him, you know. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine meeting a badass girl like Rogue, and she, you like, you go in there for the smooch, and then you wake up four days later, <laughs> I mean, sixty just, pounds I, under. I see you. <laughs> And that guy has superpowers. <laughs> I wonder, like, if I hooked up with Rogue, would she like turn black or just be obnoxious? Like, does she absorb all, uh, absorb all of you, or just like, oh, uh, we, so? us mortals would die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I got another question for you. So this one's, I want to go into the prediction game right here. So we're in the NBA Finals right now. Yeah, Milwaukee Clips. Who you got? Who you got? Uh, well, the Clippers aren't in it. I'm, I'm sorry, I, Clippers. <laughs> I meant, I meant Phoenix. I see Chris Paul, and I'm like Clipper. <laughs> He God. a clipper until he die. Uh, I'm rooting for the Suns. You rooting for the Suns? Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with uh, the uh, with, with the Bucks. Anyone on the Bucks? Mm-hmm. Uh, like Gianna. Like, um, I love uh, Drew Holiday. My, Drew. I mine's more I just, mine's more tribal stuff. Like, fuck the East Coast. Fuck them. Yeah, I mean, I'm always on that as well. Fuck them. But at the same time, now let's say if I was right and the Clippers were in the final, I'd say fuck the Clippers. For sure. Fuck the Clippers. Mm-hmm. No matter what. I don't. I've talked about this on this pod before. I don't get it. I don't know why we are wasting money on all these fucking teams. I don't know why we have two baseball teams. I don't know why we have two football teams. I don't know why we have two basketball teams. And I sure as fuck don't understand why we got two soccer teams. We have two soccer teams? Yeah, man. You have the L.A. Football Club and the L.A. Galaxy. Oh, fuck. I didn't even know that because I don't watch soccer. Well, dude, they built a big-ass fucking stadium fucking up my traffic and my commute. Isn't that the Rams stadium? They play, no. They, they play there? Nope. There's no, it's a new- the, yeah, it's the, the Bonk of California. For real? <laughs> yeah. It's right next to the – it's part of Exposition Park right now. Oh, shit. I did not know that. It's a beautiful stadium. Beautiful It's going to bring in revenue for the city. Yeah, what are they going to use that on? Another fu- – we're going to get a second hockey team? Like, what the fuck? Fill up more trucks with fireworks. God damn. <laughs> Blow up the block. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think we're I think Arnold's still working on our, our train to get us to San Francisco yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, come on. Bakersfield to my set. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why? <laughs> why? You know, Bakersfield's growing. <laughs> oh. Oh, is it? Because yeah, like it's the so meth pr- game very lucrative. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fucking pricey to live out here. God damn. It, it's true, man. It. I don't know when the price is going to go down, but right now it doesn't even, for me, this is the first time I've ever considered leaving Los Angeles. This is the first time in my entire life where I'm like, this does not make sense. It'll go down when people stop fucking paying these outlandish prices for homes. They're going so, like, what what are you paying 50 to 100, 100K over? Yeah. Like, oh, and I got cash. Like, why? of course you're going to sell. Yeah. Why would you not? I would. Look at me. Fuck yeah. Look at me, the bad influence over here. <laughs> but Goddamn. I mean, that's, if your shit's at a high value, that's, I mean, that's when you're supposed to sell. Yeah, that's true. But then again, like you sell, like, unless you're leaving California, the fuck are you going to buy? That's true. Because most true. likely you have, you know, if you, if you've put work into that home and you're able to get it well over the asking price, you're buying a, a sh- most likely a shithole. It's true. Well over asking price. That needs a shitload of work. And that's and but uh, before lumber starts to get really expensive, right now there's like a four hundred percent increase yeah. in lumber. 
everybody knew that you can't move. You renovate because you have all these baby boomers who bought a house in like the 80s and the 90s. They yeah, fixed it all like? up. <laughs> Their houses are worth like, you know, three, four mil now. But if they take that money and try to get the same size house, a same three bedroom or four bedroom. They're going to need mm-hmm. a, few, a couple more mil. They're not going <laughs> to find it. Like anything you like, fine. Why don't I just refi, put 200 grand in this place and make it my palace? Mm-hmm. Like, and it makes sense. It makes sense. It's fucking, scary. It's fucking scary, man. Goddamn baby boomers fucked everything up. Much love for all my baby boomers out there, but you all fucked everything up. I love you, mom. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, OB. Love you, mama. <laughs> my dad, OB. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to take our first break. We're going to take our first break. We're going to come right back with the Black and Stash show here. <laughs> um, Papa Don't Preach. We're going to get to our main subject where we're going to do Black and Stash's movie review. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and then we'll be returning at the end of the pod with Papa's Pulpit. Ladies and gentlemen, stick around. We'll be right back. Yo, yo, thank you for that quick break. I was able to go use the can. Feeling good, feeling good. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with our main topic. I am still here with my man, Mitch. You still feeling good, Mitch? I'm feeling great. Feeling a little sweaty? <laughs> a little hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, a sauna. <laughs> Dropping those LBs. <laughs> Getting ready to do a, you know, Spartan. Spartan race. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here. That was serious, motherfucker. Oh, serious? Yeah, it's like four months. Oh, I'm going to do an Ironman race, this guy. (laughs) Whatever, bro. Yeah, I can't swim. That's the (laughs) problem. I'm going to die. Is it because of your mustache? Oh, yeah, my mustache has a lot of draft. I'm like one of the few black people that can swim. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Black and Stash is here. We are here. I'm going to get one of the Jamaican horns for Black and Stash. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for our main topic today, we are actually switching up and we're going to do Black and Stash's movie review, Black in the Business. And we're going to be going through some of our favorite movies to watch with our kids, some that we're excited to watch, and we're going to rate them. We're going to give them either one or five daddy likes. <laughs> daddy likes. Uh, daddy like. All right. So first movie I want to start off with, and I want to do a compare and contrast. I want to start with two movies, Frozen and Frozen 2. That's where we're starting. Why do you got to go so strong? Right I'm away? going hard. Yeah, for real. Right out the like, gates. Going hard right out the gates. You in the paint. <laughs> God damn. Three seconds. Okay. Oh, God. I got a timer. All right. So first, let's start with Frozen 1. Mitch, have you seen it? That's a ridiculous question. I've seen it probably 400 times. Go. Damn. I've seen it about mm, 100 times. I mean, we're right there. I would, <laughs> there's a solid chance I was over, uh, exaggerating, but at the same time, Sailor's all about those repeats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again. So, okay, in Frozen 1, in Frozen 1, it was, uh, uh, when it first came out, it was groundbreaking because you didn't have... A, you know, uh, a male protagonist saving a princess. You know, Disney's like switched it up. They didn't have, uh, you know, this the woman saving the day and then falling in love with some man. It was just like about these sisters, girl power, overcoming adversity, and just how did you feel about it when when it like when you first saw it? If you can remember the first time 
Don't remember the rage of the hundredth time you yeah. saw it. Remember the first time you saw no, it. No, there's actually never been any rage. I That is a movie that I don't mind watching. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was good. The storyline was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. There are plenty of times in that movie where I laugh. <laughs> so, you know, my favorite, uh, I think his name's like uh, Oaken. Oaken? Yeah. Yoo-hoo. Oh. <laughs> that, like that is something I can legit just watch over and just him speaking and like Big that, summer yeah. <laughs> that is in our winter selection <laughs> our summer selection oh yeah so it was good it I, I like it yeah all right how about you um so I so I saw it a little I I was late to the frozen the frozen game but yeah, you had no reason to watch it I had no reason to watch it I was like all right so uh when I finally w- had somebody to watch it with, a child, because uh, I, I had no interest in seeing. I'm like, okay, a bunch of white women in the snow, cool. You know, I didn't care. <laughs> see it all the time. White on white. <laughs> <laughs> see it all the time. But I actually, I was like, okay, I see why people like this movie. It's got everything that you would need. It got everything you need. And I, the reason I wanted to do both these movies at the same time is because I ended up watching Frozen Two right after it. And with the exception of Sister Act and Sister Act Two. Unpopular opinion, I think Frozen 2 is better than Frozen. I can agree. I can't agree. <sighs> Whew. I thought I was about to, I thought we had to go throw, throw some fists real quick. Thank well, God. Like, well, I like, because Frozen 2 actually got into a lot more depth. Yeah. So There's I, a whole secret yeah. village yeah. in the forest. By the way, I want to preface this whole segment that there will be some spoilers. <laughs> there Spoiler will, alert. There's going to be some spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I think it was Elsa when she was, like, running up into the beach in Frozen 2, like, trying to create that ice wave and, like, get, I'm like, that was so badass. And I was, I'm like, yeah, get it, Elsa, get it. Giant rock fights. Like, it was, dude, it was dope. It reminded me, it had some uh, never-ending story, like, undertones that, like, it brought me back. And, like, I really, really liked it. I like a lot of the, okay. a lot of the characters, like, they did a really good job bringing a lot of these mythical characters into uh, that universe and yeah, I, the rock giants, the rock giants were fucking and phenomenal. Were just a brilliant idea to get them to start throwing everything to get that dam broken. Yeah, and then little you know, start seeing like how bad people actually are. Yeah, fucking it's and that's a that's a thing too. Like I don't know if it's a Pixar or Disney thing, but some some of these movies they're so good at pointing out humanity for what it is and like, but not taking you out of that, out of the like the fantasy of the movie. Yeah. And it's it's great, and like I can't wait for my kids to get older and watch it again and be like, oh damn, yeah, it was uh, spitting so, some truth. A little, uh, you know, in Frozen Two, what we did to the Indians. Oh yeah, fucking. Hey, let's uh, pretend we're making peace, and mm. uh, there's a sword. Yeah, right in the back, <laughs> right in the back. Ha ha! How does it feel, dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> fucking dicks. That's, that's what, unfortunate. That's just what we are. Yeah, that's just, what we are. All right, so I don't want to get distracted. Okay. So, uh, Frozen One. How many Daddy likes you give it? Frozen One. Since I have, we now we have Frozen Two as well, I'll give it three and a half Daddy likes. Three and a half Daddy likes. And, all right, uh, and I'll give uh, Frozen Two. I'll give it four. You know what? I'm gonna have to agree with you. I was gonna say uh, three and a half Daddy likes for Frozen One and four Daddy mm-hmm. likes for Frozen because I. Frozen came back harder. It started, uh, the whole series uh, started great. The saga started great. So that's, uh, we agree right here. So ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. Are the, uh, probably the only time we're going to agree. Yeah. This is going to be the last time. Frozen, 3.5 daddy likes. Frozen 2, 4 daddy likes. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on, moving on. 
Moana. Moana. Megway, Megway. One of the Dunners gone. One then one to know. Is all you need. Five. Five fucking times. Done. Done, huh? Done. Dude, that's, it's amazing. The Polynesian music, the, just the whole idea that this, I, I love like that, you know, there's this girl who's, um, you know, the crazy lady, the crazy grandma the who grandma. becomes part of the ocean. Like having that dynamic in a family, like it's a, it's an old, old, right. Uh, it's an old, it's an old storyline of having rebellious daughter, not wanting to do what dad wants, but being called somewhere else. And, you know, having the rock play Maui, mm -hmm. the song You're Welcome, written by Lin Manuel <laughs> Miranda. <laughs> Bruh. Bro. Bruh. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> like, he knew what he was doing. He's like, I'm going to bitch give you a track. You're welcome. <laughs> Dude, it was, it's so good. Who was the guy who played the, bi uh, the big crab? He, he's from Flight of the Concords. Oh, I, I forgot his name. Uh, Jermaine something. Uh, it's funny. The more I th I'm thinking about that, the they actually look alike. Oh yeah, I mean they always draw the characters yes, but a little bit to look like the people who are speaking. I don't think I ever looked up to see who played the crab. Oh, you have you ever seen Flight of the Concords? Yeah, absolutely, bro. That's and the guy. So, yeah, and I see him, like yeah, Jermaine Omet, Clement, Clement, Clement. Yes, Jermaine, dude. He's like, oh, I see what you've done here. <laughs> she just put some algae on a piece of barnacle. <laughs> As a division. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it, so Sailor was obsessed with that soundtrack. So it was Shining. on it was on my uh Apple Music. And uh every time like it started getting a little crazy because when when I got in my car, every time that is what played. She didn't have to be in the car, but that motherfucker was playing. Yeah, that that and I'm like, uh windows up, let's turn this up. Uh they I like uh, at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, when they have to give, uh, was it Wafiti? Uh, mm -hmm. Or they have Tef to Tefiti. Tefiti. They got to put the heart back into Fiti. Like the whole idea that like Tefiti, like the villain was Tefiti because of what happened. Because mm -hmm. somebody took the heart of the the land away, and it turned to evil. Like that. That whole concept is amazing. Mm -hmm. It is amazing, and like I just love that movie. Yeah, the soundtrack's amazing. I hope I was hoping they'd do a Moana too. So my is is that. I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, I don't know how it would look. I don't know what it'd be about. But now, you know, they're 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 travelers now. They mm -hmm. went back to their old ways. Yeah, I mean, they didn't leave the uh, the reef. Yeah, it's fantastic movie. All right, five, Daddy likes five five. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Fuck you. I'm gonna give it a four point <laughs> five. It's good. It's really good. You don't. You're not gonna have a five, and that's the problem. Is I like everything. Yeah, you can't just be throwing ratings around. All right, the fuck rating whore. <laughs> You're a, you won. One. <laughs> <laughs> one star. <laughs> All right. So next one. Next one I'm, I'm going to drop on you. I'm going to bring it back a little bit. I like that. I'm going to bring it back a little bit. Um, I want to know um, the the first Kung Fu Panda. The first Kung okay. Fu Panda. So. Kung Fu Panda, for all you don't know, Jack Black, mm -hmm. Jackie Chan. I think it was Jada, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. I think it was in it. No, it was Halle Berry. It's Halle Berry. Oh, holy bird. Uh, Angelina Jolie's in there. And David Cross. <laughs> Dustin Man, people, Hoffman. People, as you say, uh, look like fucking David Cross. That's because you're bald. Yeah, bald with a beard. And, like, and glasses. And funny as fuck. Yeah. And a little penis. <laughs> 
Yeah, we went there. Yeah, who's a one star now, you son of a bitch? I'm a half star. <laughs> All right, so Kung Fu Panda. First, I'm biased. I love Jack Black. Anything he does, golden. True. And um, I've seen all of them. I've seen the whole saga, but I don't think anything beats Kung Fu Panda, so I'm not even bringing up two and three. Kung Fu Panda, thoughts? Good. I think I have to watch it again. Sailor does like it. I, I feel like there's an animated series, isn't there? Yeah, there is. So, skadoosh. <laughs> <laughs> the trash. <laughs> um, so, we've I've definitely seen the movie, you know, probably ten times, but can't necessarily pick this one apart like i have with our last with, with our the, last yeah. <laughs> um but i do remember it being good and the more i watched it the like i started i i would say the first time i watched it it was just on okay. in the background i was most likely just like I'm not, I'm not watching this and then each time i saw it, i was like oh this is actually pretty solid yeah it's 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 pretty it's, good it's a pretty good movie but it's so and i know i've most likely seen uh two and three as well but uh, i mean not my not mm. mine, not my daughter's. Okay, so Daddy Likes on Kung Fu Panda. Uh, from what I can remember, I mean, this could be just fucked up, but, you know, I'll give it a three. You give it a three? Yeah, I mean, it was I, I, I had no problem with I it got, being on. I give it a 3.2 Daddy Likes because okay. I really do like it. And un- unfortunately, DreamWorks just does not have the firepower Pixar does, so a lot of their shit is kind of lackluster. Mm-hmm. But I like it. All right? All right, but I want to move on to some of the newer movies that have come out now, now that – you know, you can, you don't have to go back into the vault to show your kids some shit you've already seen. Um, uh, 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 what did we watch again? Um, Spider Man into the um, into the Spider Verse. Yeah, bro. Spider Man into the Spider Verse is incredible. Yes, it is incredible. The soundtrack is dope. The animation is dope. And Sailor's all about sunflower. Yes, my so, sunflower. Yeah. Don't sing the whole thing. Can't afford it. <laughs> That my, my so my kid is obsessed with Spider Man. Spider Man this, Spider Man that. I went and got him a couple Spider Mans, and I thought to my and like so I was like, all right, I searched Spider Man uh, on my little Amazon Prime account. So we watched the old Spider Man with Mister McGuire, and Spider Man uh, Three. Yeah, yeah Spider Man Three is not, and I loved how they made fun of Spider Man Three in the Spider Verse yes. when he's dancing down the street. He's like, oh, we won't talk about that. <laughs> So good. Yeah, and that happened. That's so, like, it's just that's probably the, one of the most embarrassing scenes. Oh, dude, it's like, so I just, bad. I, I cringed watching that. He's oh. all clapping, like, pumping his head. Like, it's it's really bad. It's really bad. But, um, so, like, off my child's reaction, we watched all three, and he would scream every time Spider-Man came on. But he was doing other shit, but was happy to have that in the background while we were cleaning the house. Now, when that was over, he was like, Spider-Man. I'm like, I'm not watching these movies again, Bozo. These are terrible movies. And so I saw that Spider-Verse. I was like, oh, I can rent this thing for $3.99? Great. Cool. Bomb. Cool. Bomb. Bought it. I was like, no, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> so This I, dad's movie now. Yeah. <laughs> so I popped that on, and bro, start to finish, he was glued. He was glued. At one point during the fight between uh, in the beginning between the like that universe's Green Goblin, yeah. was, he was literally like, tucked behind me like peeking over my shoulder because he was like actually scared but loved it i said oh it took it took sailor a while to like be glued to a movie where she's like oh this is amazing yeah because i mean the more and more we talk about it the more movies i start thinking of like wreck it ralph which i loved that's another movie i can always watch now that one is good 
That one is good. I love Wreck-It Ralph. But before we before we move into uh, Wreck-It Ralph, Daddy likes for the the Spider Verse. Oh, six, a six. Yeah, it's you're going, gonna it, give it a yeah, six. It goes, it goes over. Yeah, because it's it's. Like, I mean, when we're talking kids' movies, that 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 was made for Daddy. Yeah, it was made for Daddy. Okay, I was gonna, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Okay. Four point five. Four point six. You know what? I'm gonna land on four point six. Daddy likes because I still watch and I love it. Um, they're like not getting too, not to get like too nerdy. There are a couple things I wish that they did a little better in the movie, but nerd. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> I'm picking I, um, it apart, but I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they come out with another one. Uh, they, they're, they're supposed to be coming out with another one, but yeah, like I love that movie. Fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to give it a five cause we're only going one through five. That, like, so. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. So here I want to, I want to move on to, um, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon that just came out. Disney just dropped it. Great. Phenomenal. Um, well, I'm going to go into it. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I think it was very, very well done. I love the idea of having five clans that work together. Something happened. Um, the dragons but came together to save them. And then after they all died, all the dragons went away from saving humanity. They just had the dragon magic. And Raya says something so amazing. And she's like, this should have been where we all came together to remember the dragons and the sacrifice that they made. But with people being people, we didn't. And it cuts to how they just fought over this thing forever and split all the countries. And I was just like, man, that hits close to home. That hits close to home. And it's funny because we've talked about this in the past, but this is exactly like when it comes to movies – we as people, we love that story, yet we still can't do it. Mm. We mm. know, like, we know what's going on. We know how to stop it. We don't like it in real life, but we love it in a fucking movie. Yeah, it's the truth. It's, it's like, how do I explain it? You can't. <laughs> like, rea- uh, fiction, fiction uh, will always mirror reality. Like, but it's. It's something that we're incapable of learning from our past. Like we make all like, oh, that was so good. Why was it good? Was it because it happened to us? Does it happen to us? I don't know. But here, um, I want to. I want to fire through all these. I want to fire through all these. Um, so Ryan, the Last Dragon. How many Daddy likes? I'll give it a four. You gonna give it a four? Yeah, I need to watch it again. I've only seen it once. Definitely watch it again. I'm giving it a four point one. Daddy okay. like. I think it's incredible. I think everybody should watch that movie and watch it with their kids. <clears throat> it's gonna be a family favorite. So. Um, so before we end, before we end, um, I want to ask you, like, if you had to give a recommendation right now for families to go and watch a movie, Sandlot, it'd be Sandlot. Mm-hmm. That's the one. That's, a, that's, that's the Sandlot. one. Sandlot. Uh, yeah. Sandlot. Hmm. See, I, I, I'm, if I were, if I were to go live action, I'd say everybody go watch Sister Act. <sighs> I mean, I, it's amazing. I, it, it's it, a, the that's perfect on, I, family movie. Perfect I, family movie. Like I always watch it. I always watch one and two. But if we're going animation, I tell everybody sit down, watch a goofy movie. Oh, dude, that was my that was your jam. It's a leaning tower of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Polly Shore. Uh, yeah, no, I watch that. Oh my god, literally almost every single day when I was dropped off at my mom's office. Like, she had, like, a little room for, like, they had, it, it wasn't a daycare. It was just they had this empty office for, and a few chairs and a TV set up for, you know, any 
uh, employee that had kids. Yeah. And so me and my sister, we'd go in there and it was a goofy movie every, almost every single day. Like that was such a good movie. Powerline is probably the best animated pop star of all time. <laughs> of all time. Of all time. Slaying. Slaying it. Slaying it. All right. Well, Good this is. Well, um, um, I hope you guys take these uh, recommendations. I hope you guys. I, I hope everybody has seen these movies. If you haven't, go out and see them. This is not going to be the last Black and Stash movie review. We're going to come back with some more. But thank you guys very uh, much for listening. Stick around. We're going to come back with more Papa Don't Preach, getting right into Papa's pulpit. So sit down and relax. We'll be right back. What's up, Mitch? How you doing, buddy? Huh? <laughs> I'm good. I'm uh, hot. I'm hot. I'm hot, hot up in her. It's <laughs> It's hot up so in her. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Papa Don't Preach. You have made it. You have reached the end of our lovely podcast and our lovely segment, Papa's Pulpit. <laughs> so this is a part in the podcast where we pick a subject, we rant about it for a little bit, talk about how it irks us, rubs us the wrong way, or how it makes us happy. Either way, we're going to dive right into it. I'm going to pass the pulpit over to Mitch to get started because I see something's on his mind. Mitch, what's irking you? So I got, actually, I got three. Oh. They're all, they're all quick. Oh. But I got three. He's an angry, yeah. angry elf. No. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. So, one. The price of fucking hats. Look, I always wear a hat. I wear expensive hats, so it comes with the territory. I wouldn't know. Yeah, you, you, you. The, Baseball the, caps have not fit my head since <laughs> I was sixteen. <laughs> we all make choices. <laughs> I can't grow hair. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's bothering you about the hats? The price of them. So, okay, I remember going into lids. 20 bucks would get me a brand new, fresh L.A. Dodgers New Era hat. Nice, nice. I remember those I days. remember those, the new hat smell. And then I remember it hitting like 29 bucks and being like, fuck motherfuckers. <laughs> Dude, it's just like $50 now. And then, you know, not having hair, I fucking Damn. sweat even more. Yeah. And so I ruin literally all my hats. And I always try to, I'm like, okay. So after I finally put a sweat stain on it and I ruin it, I'm like, okay, this is the hat that you, it's just going to get trashed. But I always try to keep a few that are really clean. And so I go to buy a hat, $65 for this fucking hat. God damn. It's a nice hat. I mean, I'm glad I can wear it in water and I can wash it. So I'm like, okay, I know this hat will not get dirty. Maybe that's why it's so expensive. Yeah, which I don't mind. I don't mind that part if it's going to act, but it better hold up to its value. Like, <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, I'll lose my shit if I see a fucking sweat stain on this thing. <laughs> and I dip it underwater and it doesn't go away. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> Number two, clean my ears twice a day. Ooh. Somehow my fucking headphones find earwax. <laughs> Pisses me the fuck off. Because... My Q-tip tells me they clean. <laughs> so my earbuds true. tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> so either A, I'm using a Q-tip wrong, <laughs> <laughs> or 
or B, I'm going to just start using my headphones to clean my ears. Bro, you're you're so right. <laughs> I have no idea why that happens. It's so it, annoying. I like take it out like my uh my Bluetooth ones and I'm like, "What the fuck? Where like that's just sick. Why how did I not see this an hour ago?" So <laughs> that pisses me off. Third, which is on a COVID really pissed me off because my grandfather had passed away. Mm. But tomorrow we finally get to celebrate uh, his life. Oh. So I am ecstatic that this day is finally coming. I've uh, been waiting for it like no other. One of the greatest human beings I think I've ever, uh, that I'll ever meet in my life. Um, so I'm very, very excited for that. Um, it'll be a beautiful celebration and, you know, rest in peace. Mm. So I'm awesome. just... It, it was annoying that we couldn't do what we needed to do. Yeah, that's when it happened. rough. And but you know the day's finally come. Same and with my grandma, man. It's, Same with my grandma. We're still waiting. We're still waiting. It's been seven months. Still waiting. Oh man, it, it, it's the fucking worst. I, I didn't like. I never realized how much closure helps. Mm-hmm. I was like ignorant about it. Like, what? Something's gone. They're gone. You know. You're like, okay, time to move on. They want us to, but like. I've always had the privilege of celebrating that person's life yeah. and like saying goodbye. And I haven't this time and it, it's rough. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you think about it a lot more and not be, not like having that day of celebration to where the family comes together and you hear the good stories and you just have the great conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, like, and you, you'll hear stuff that you never even knew. That's probably the best part. And you're like, what? Like, it's just like, it just, it, th- that's the kind of stuff that like, yeah, you got your, you got your fucking tears, but then you got those smiles yeah, and you just hear some fantastic stories and you know, when it all like, that's, that is the best part about it. So I'm, yeah. I'm super excited uh, that that day is finally coming. Awesome. You know? Awesome. I'm really happy for you, man. Thank you, thank you. Well, thank you very much for sharing, Mitch. Appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and take that pulpit, slide it on down my way. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk about something that I just realized because it's something I didn't really care about because it doesn't affect me, which is an ignorant thing to say. But I'm going to be honest. Um, something that's becoming very popular, uh, a phrase that was termed is something called transracial. It's when you identify as another race. And a lot of people are a little up in arms about, uh, you know, TikTok stars, YouTube, some uh, people publicly announcing that they're transracial or living in someone else's race and they're getting butthurt about it. Um, there, I know there was a TikTok, uh, TikTok star YouTuber, uh, British dude who, uh, announced that he was transracial or they were transracial. I think he's non-binary. Um, and they said that, uh, uh, they said that, you know, he identifies as Asian now as Korean specifically. Got a lot of surgery. They got a lot of surgery to manipulate their face and eyes. And I'll be honest, it did rub me the wrong way. But when push comes to shove, I don't really care. Yeah. Don't really care that much. And I think this is just another way of privileged people who don't know how to live their life kind of get upset and fawn outrage over it. And one thing I also want to bring up is, are you familiar with the name Rachel Dolezal? Indeed. Okay, so... For those who don't know, Rachel Dolezal was a a woman that she still is. She's still a woman. Uh, she was well. I'm gonna finish. She was a woman that was pretending to be black. Um, she was working for the NAACP, I believe, up north, and 
Um, I don't know who she pissed off, but they dug into her past and found out that she's just a privileged white girl that has been tanning her skin and curling up her hair permanent and passing herself off as black, saying, lying about her past, saying that she doesn't know her dad and her dad is black. And then a reporter went to her house, interviewed her parents, said, is this your daughter? They're like, yeah, we don't know what's wrong with her. And put her on blast. Career was ruined. She was a meme. People made fun of her. People came after her. And I do, like... I understand the outrage. I understand why people would get mad because I am black, so I can identify with somebody pretending to be black and say to you, like, no, you do not know our struggles. You can't pretend to have the same life as somebody who did not have a choice in the matter. Now, I understand that. But what we can't deny is that she ain't hurting anybody. Correct. Let them live their life. If it doesn't bother you, let them do it. And the thing that pisses me off about Rachel Dolezal, even though I'm not a fan of her because she didn't handle getting outed very well, I don't think she handled it very well. There's a way she could have turned that around. Even though I'm not a fan of her, nobody's talking about all the good she was doing for the black community. Like, I, oh, she's a fucking activist working on behalf of the NAACP, and because she's not born black, people are going to, oh, you're a fraud, you're capitalizing off being like, whoa, whoa no, no, no. Bro, she's doing good work. Mm-hmm. She no. might be a dumbass, but she's doing good work. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't understand why people got to come for you. Like, it, I think it just comes down to, like, this topic right here. Like, we, we still, like, we have so many problems just in our own community, like just in our, the community, the world itself, we have so many problems. And look, even though she's done good things, did she, what she was doing, was she using it to possibly try to get an advantage of anything? Or like, did she try to take advantage of anything because of just just anything. I I mean I don't know, but she has biracial children, and so like I know that one of her big things is, you know, uh, having to identify them, and so she doesn't want to pick white or black. Like I, I saw a documentary uh, on her thing, uh, probably like a few, a few months ago, and but I, I mean I get what you're saying. I, I don't know, whatever. I, fucking, well, see, like I, under, I I I understand I understand where she's coming from as far as not wanting to identify her children as one race. Like one or the other, they're not white, they're not black. I understand that, and I've had that conversation with my kid's mom. And like when he was a baby, like I don't, I don't know. Society's gonna like it. However he feels is how he feels. But I'm gonna tell you this right now: he walks into a room, somebody's gonna see a black kid. They're not gonna see a white kid. That's just the way it is. <clears throat> any type, any biracial person I've ever met has been identified as black by society. I know a plenty of people. I know plenty of people that are biracial. That, uh, that are half black, half white, that I identify as white. And they get laughed at by the white community and they get shunned by the black community. And it's fucking stupid. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And like this does not affect me and it doesn't affect you. So what somebody else is and what they do does not affect you. And I'm going to say it again, and I know it's controversial, but like the great R. Kelly said, what they eat don't make us shit. I thought it was, can I get a toot toot? <laughs> can I get a pee pee? <laughs> separate it, separate it, separate it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, that's it. I mean, you, uh, I don't know, I'm white as fuck. So. Yeah, you're hella white. <laughs> Full of white. Full of white. Um, you know, but my, uh, you know, my niece and nephew, they're biracial. Yeah. But my I niece, hope they hate you. 
my niece, <laughs> my niece the other day. It was pretty funny. I forget what, I don't remember exactly what happened or what someone said, but I heard her response <laughs> and I just hear her just go, oh, that's some white people stuff. <laughs> and her dad, who's, who's black, he's like, what did you just say? Like, he's like, <laughs> shit, like what are you saying right now? Like, I about died of, like, I thought it was the funniest thing in the world, but then again, I'm very immature. Yes, yes. So, yeah. I think our audience has figured that out. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, look at it. Ladies and gentlemen, Lynn manuel Miranda's here. <laughs> I see what's happening here. <laughs> so, you, to me, it's, you know, she's my niece, so if when she says that type of shit, like, to me, I'm <laughs> Yeah. I well, think, like, and if you're going to get yelled at, I'm going to just go in the other room and continue to laugh. That's another subject that we can get into, but how hard it is to, like, discipline kids when they do something hilarious that you know is not true. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that, but oh, my God. Oh, my God, that is funny. That is funny. Yeah, I do, I, I don't know, I, it's weird that a dude just went out and had a whole bunch of surgery and, you know, wanted to be part of the that Asian band. Yeah, uh, he tried to make himself look like one of the members of uh, BTS, like, and the vi- and I, I'll be honest, man. The video that he put out, or they put out, I want to be inclusive, was cringe as f. Just like I got the eyes done, my lips done, I had my cheeks pulled back, and I'm just like, ew, ugh. Like you don't look, you you look like a monster. You do not look Korean. <laughs> you look like a demon. Yeah. Well, I this is like that whole like where people are like, oh, that's like mental health issues, and I don't I don't think that. I think it's just someone obsessed with something else. Which can be looked at as a mental health issue. Obsession is a, like. Everyone's who, a little bit obsessed with something. I'm obsessed with being fresh as F. Fresh. fresh. <laughs> All right, listen, I don't want to take up everyone's time. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you, you happen to stumble on another episode of Black and Stash, Black into Business. We are here, and we're not going anywhere. We're going to be coming back next week with fresh new ponds. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm with Mitch Keith. Mitch Keith. I'll be black. (laughs) And I'm Stash. (laughs) Big shout out to DNA, who does our music. Aaron Mostow does our music. Can't wait to have you back in the studio, Zan. Indeed, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Papa Don't Preach, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you, Blaine Pierre. Blaine Pierre. (laughs)